The first thing I heard when I arrived in Diamond Hill was a boy's cry coming from an alleyway that smelt of piss. The cry was short and low, as if the boy was swallowing his angry breath, as if he held a grudge against being born in this shantytown infested by moths. It was before the season of thunder and cockroaches. Stop it, you little insect! I'll cut your ear off if you keep moving around, a woman shouted. Smudges of dried blood covered the belly of a pearl-white dress. Over it, her red silk dressing gown, adorned with a phoenix triumphing over nine dragons, fluttered in the breeze of an electric fan. She wore high heels and sunglasses that covered half her face. Holding a cigarette in one hand and a pair of scissors in the other, she was trying to cut the boy's hair. She looked like a faded actor who had settled on being an extra. I glanced at the smudges on her belly. Don't worry, it's only chicken blood, she said. This little insect will get herself killed before I lay a finger on her. The child wasn't a boy, though she was made to look like one. She wasn't a child either. Her hands were tied to an armchair and her mouth was stuffed with a face flannel. She wore a big porcelain soup bowl like a hat. The woman traced the scissors around the brim of the bowl. The girl held her breath until she couldn't. Keep still! The woman put the cigarette in her mouth, rested her sunglasses above her forehead, and slowly ran the blades towards the tricky bit near the girl's temple. The girl peeked from behind her fringe, and the woman blew cigarette smoke into her eyes. The girl coughed, and the cigarette dropped on her knee. I grabbed the woman's arm before she could run the blades over the girl's ear. Give them to me. What the hell do you think you are doing? She yanked at the girl. I used to be a hairdresser. I picked up the cigarette butt, put it between the woman's lips, and took the scissors. She tipped her sunglasses down again and stepped aside, spitting out the butt and lighting a new one. The scissors were wet and slippery. I could feel her sweat on the handles. I crouched on the floor and untied the girl's hands. She took hold of the ball and lifted it up an inch, so that the blades could travel over the tender bridge above her ear. Then I did the other. The girl kept staring at me all the time. It was difficult to tell her age from those strong, determined eyes. Underneath her t-shirt, there were tight bandages, flattening her young breasts. Leave the sideburns alone. I don't want her to look pretty the woman said, puffing smoke at me. The girl spat out the flannel and screamed, No! Another word from your insect mouth and I'll shave all your hair off. The girl stood up and threw the ball on the floor. It didn't break. It was plastic. The woman laughed. Pathetic! The girl ran away and disappeared into the alley. Let her go, the woman said casually as I was about to give chase. The sound of her young feet was sliced thinner and thinner by the electric fan. I stood up, brushing the dark, soft hair off my t-shirt, wiped the scissors clean on my trousers, and handed them back to the woman. I picked up my luggage and watched the cigarette ash landing on her pristine white leather high heels. They're Louis Vuitton, she said, wiping the ash off with the sleeves of a silk gown. A gift from Bruce Lee, one of my exes. Her shoes gleamed under the fluorescent lights, and I didn't say a word. What? Haven't you heard of LV?
country bumpkin. She spat her words at me before admiring her own shoes. I gathered myself and walked past. Lengzai, handsome, want to come upstairs with me? Free of charge. Her voice softened into another person's voice. I like the taste of a fine stranger. Thank you. I carried on walking. But that's not my cup of tea. Go to hell. She smirked and went back into her corrugated metal shack. As I was walking off, a man shouted from across the street. 